Arizona's news station, KTAR News on 92.3 FM. Get some perspective. Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes. You're singing again. I can can hear you. I I can hear you and so can everybody else. It's the T-Twins. Thompson Twins. Little known fact, nobody in the band named Thompson and no twins. Anyway. Other than that. The Super Bowl is on Sunday, and that inevitably leads to the Monday where estimates are 17 million or more people (laughs) will not be showing up for work on Monday. Some of them have already taken a vacation day, but a lot of you are already planning on being sick. So we have opened up our open mic line, and we wanted to get some of your excuses. This open mic line is brought to you by Carol Royce with Keller Williams Realty East Valley. We asked you to give us a ring and pretend as though you're calling your boss. Oh, okay. okay. And, and, and this is the message you're leaving on their voicemail. And, Practice run. And uh, we figure we're going to help some of you out, get some better excuses. And also, Bruce and I are going to kind of critique and figure out whether or not we actually believe you. Okay, so uh, these right. are folks who've called in and given us their best excuse and acted like we're their boss on Monday morning. Take a listen. <laughs> yeah, this is Jeff. Um I'm just calling because there's no way I'm going to make it in today. Um, Got flu-like symptoms and uh, everything that's going on. I don't want to infect everyone at the office. Good, good. um, And my wife just started tutoring boy from China. And uh, a little concerned about that. I don't think it's going to be anything that crazy, but there's no way I'm going to make it in. So I wanted to give you a call. Uh, Text me or call me if there's any questions. Okay, Jeff. Yes, I'm Jeff's getting the day it. off, right? Jeff is totally getting the day off. Because Jeff nice possibly has the coronavirus as and well. That was a good cough. It, it was, was a good cough. cough. Yeah, it was, it was Sounded really good. Realism. It was a wet, wet cough, it was, right? a, it was a good cough. Okay. Um, all right. Jeff. Uh, Jeff's Jeff, getting the day off. Jeff's getting the day off. Got it. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. I know it's Super Bowl evening tonight. You're not going to believe me. I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling well at all. <laughs> 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 There's no way I'm making it work, but I'll try. But there's no way. That person sounds vaguely familiar. I swear to goodness, that sounds like Attorney General Mark Burnovich. <laughs> I love that he threw it. <laughs> I'll try my best, but there's no way. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if it is, but but listen to it again. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. I know it's Super Bowl evening tonight. Yeah. I, you're not going to believe me. I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling well at all. Yeah, that's, that's him. Do you, you heard that too, Steve? Yeah, that's him. I heard, I heard it before you he cough up, up a lung yeah, in there. I, like, I think he did cough up a lung. But you know what? He's getting the day off. He's getting it off too. I, I All right, give I the AG the day. Yeah. Um, I think that that one that one's pretty good. Uh, we we gosh, you guys are awesome. We got a ton of cuts calls. Take a listen. Hey, what's up? It's David. You know, I know we've got that surgery tomorrow, but this weekend I ended up going to China and they won't let me back. Well, I'll probably see you on Tuesday. I'm stuck in China. The coronavirus excuse. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I better see you Monday morning, Bucko. Hi boss. I'm sorry I can't make it today. I'm pretty sure I got the coronavirus. Yeah, pretty yeah. sure. Because I drank a lot of corona <laughs> for the Super Bowl. 
At least, yep, do you get it. points for honesty? Yeah, well, I mean, you know what? That's that's not how you get coronavirus. No. But, you know, a lot of people might try that on Monday. Come Who on. knows? Yeah. The, okay, so if you're just joining us right now, we're playing your excuses. We know that 17 million people are, are going to be calling off work on yeah. Monday with the Super Bowl fever, right? Ooh, yeah, yeah, they may have had a little too many coronas. And so uh, this we're playing calls like you're calling your boss and you're leaving an excuse. Hey, man, I don't know. I must have ate something pretty bad here. I've been... Ooh, on both, it's coming out both ends, man. Uh, either chicken or some bad, I don't know, potato salad that was left out. But I, I'm, I really don't think I'll be able, able to make it into work tomorrow. Uh, I'm sorry, man. But uh, I need to let this pass through, and uh, I'll, I'll be in touch with you, man. But uh, yeah, I got some really bad food poisoning going on right here. Oh, get the day off. Yeah, you I don't are be so to getting coming out both the ends. Wow, oh, not on. good. Yeah, you're good. Oh. Boss, I'm not going to make it to the mic. I'm not going to make it in the day. I'll give you a call later. Oh, man. Mike, no. Yeah, you should be dialing 911. <laughs> not okay, you, you should not be calling work. I think he's fired. Yeah, I think he needs a, uh, a good doctor. I'm not coming in because I haven't been to bed and I don't feel good. <laughs> I love it. Wait, wait. I'm not coming been in because I haven't been to bed and I don't feel Damn. good. I haven't, haven't been to bed. Hey, it's, uh, it's me. Uh, I'm calling in. I'm not going to be able to make it to work today. Okay. All right. You know what? You sound, sounds, it sounded really legit. No, I don't know about you that one. This is Jim. I, I was walking my cat, and I stepped on a frog and slipped and hurt my back. And I'm not going to be able to make it in tomorrow morning. So we'll see you on Tuesday. <laughs> Jim slipped on a frog? Yeah. Is His back will go- be fine by Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, but what about the frog? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm more concerned about, need to see you about morning, the frog, yeah. right? At 9 right? a.m., we're having an all-staff meeting. Expect to see you. Again, Super Bowl fever, right? Some 17.5 million employees are expected to work miss work on Monday. Now about 11 of you have already planned for the day, and boss knows you're not going to be there. So what about the other 6 million? These are the phone calls you are apparently going to be leaving your yeah, bosses either time. Sunday night or Monday mm-hmm. morning, and this is what they sound like. I'm so sorry, man. I'm just not feeling good. Actually, I'll tell you what, if something I ate, man, my butt hurts. That's <laughs> TMI. You did not eat it. So the, the key to any good lie, by the way, just, just oh, don't ask me how I know, but the key oh. to any good lie is you want to give... <laughs> Just enough detail, but not too much that it can come back to get you. Uh Do you know what I mean? Uh Uh, A a credible lie, a credible story is going to have that balance in there of not just completely vague, but you don't want to release any information that you might literally have to produce documents (laughs) in the future. So is this what we need to be like paying attention to when you text us? Because you never even call. You just text. I go, not making it. I'm out. I can't come in today. Uh, turns out my daughter had the flu, <clears throat> and I can't come in. So, uh, yeah, sorry about that, man. I'll try and be there Tuesday morning. Yeah. Yeah, okay. All yeah, right. I'll buy that. it. Get I'll buy it. it. You buying it? You know what? Pamela tried to get Monday off. 
Yeah, I did. Legitly. Like, I put in the request form, oblivious, because, like, as we established in the earlier hour, I only knew that the 49ers were playing in the Super Bowl. I didn't know who the other team was. You did know there was another team. Yeah, I didn't even know when okay. the Super Bowl was coming up, Fair though. Enough. I knew it was coming up here soon. I didn't Some realize Sunday. it was this weekend. Yeah. Well, when I put in the request, I went to take Monday off. There's something going on at my daughter's school that I wanted to be at, and... uh I was told no. And, no. and rarely are we told no, no. around here. Um, but it's, be- no. it's because of the Iowa caucus. But I, oh. but but the powers that be were like, um, do you really need the day off? Or is this just because of the Super Bowl? And I was like, oh, yeah. No, it's not about the Super Bowl, but I get why you're asking. No. Um, so I will be here Monday, and I will not be I, I will not be calling in and, and, and telling people. I'm not coming in because I haven't been to bed, and I don't feel good. I don't feel good. I reserve the right to not come in Monday still. And I have no intention of going to a Super Bowl party, but I just, you know what? I I want to be, I'm listed as day-to-day. Yeah, you're always listed as day But day-to-day. I've always been listed as day-to-day. This is nothing day-to-day. new. I am day-to-day. Hey, that open mic line is brought to you by Carol Royce, the leader in Arizona real estate. We'll get your home sold guarantee or she'll buy it for cash. Go to carolhasthebuyers.com. The, A lot of you are getting those days off. I'm, I'm yeah, buying. I'm yeah. buying. The impeachment process could end t- today, tonight. And how will one of our senators play a role? And what can we expect from Senator Cinema. Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes. So despite any attempts to have some uh, drama in the impeachment trial, it is going pretty much according to script as they are just getting ready to convene today, expecting a debate on whether or not to call additional witnesses. Uh, I believe it's scheduled for four hours of debate. Four hours of de- like, stupid where, debate. And again, where we already know pretty much how the vote is going to go. But one of the questions uh, that still remains as we move forward, how will the senators from the great state of Arizona vote? I think that <laughs> McSally is much less of a question mark. I think she's foregone that she will uh, party line vote all the way down the vote way. Vote to acquit. But will will cinema vote? party line as well. You know what? Last week, I think it was, you and I had a discussion, Bruce, about how the political pundits, talking heads on cable news were, what will Arizona Senator Martha McSally do? And I'm like, really? You guys are are, are questioning this? I don't think that there's any question. They were just looking at it from how Arizona is becoming more purple. All right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, will, will Senator McSally vote to kind of go with the purple moderate part of Arizona? No, I don't think there ever really was, a, you know, a concern, so to speak, as to whether or not Martha McSally would go against the Republicans. I think that that was idiotic. But when it comes to Kirsten Cinema, Senator Cinema, I think it might be a little bit of a different story. Yeah. When it comes to the articles of impeachment, I'm not talking necessarily about the vote today on witnesses, of which... She hasn't even shown her hand as to how she would vote on that. But I would assume she'd vote for witnesses. I don't have that same assumption when it comes to both articles of impeachment. It is quite possible that the moderate Democratic senator from the state of Arizona, Kirsten Cinema, could vote to acquit this president on at least one of the impeachment charges. Interesting. Don't and- you agree? I, I, or am I, I? Do you think I'm off my rocker? Here's what I I'm trying to understand: that um, 
uh, and we're getting word now the uh, Murkowski's a no on witnesses as well. well of so they're not she even is because you they're know, not even going to get to fifty. They'll get to forty nine. Right. And, and why? Why? I mean, she she's got to run for reelection as well. This was something that yeah. you know she was kind of on the fence about. And if she doesn't have the support to go to to witnesses, why put your neck out on the line? I get it. So if this is a foregone conclusion, like I've believed it is from the very beginning, it was an exercise to conduct an exercise that there was not going to be anything that comes of it. You have to understand that every vote you take from here on out has more to do with your political future in the party and in your home state than it does about any principles or beliefs you have. And that's the interesting part about cinema, because here's what here's what I think she's debating. I think she fancies herself and her brand as being something of a moderate, not mm-hmm. one of the extremes on either side. And maybe that's what helped her win the election. Uh, for Senate here, where we know she got a lot of R's that voted for her and and really helped her win the Senate seat. So splitting her vote, voting for impeachment on voting for the article of impeachment on one of them, but against one of the others, does that play to both sides and does that further her brand? Here's the problem. Inside the Senate, while that vote might personally work for her brand, It may hurt her inside the party because I find it hard to believe that someone like Chuck Schumer is going to be okay with this freshman senator coming in and stepping out of line. Ah, I push back on that a bit. I think that Senator Schumer is probably more concerned about keeping cinema seat Democratic in the state of Arizona than he is. On this necessarily vote. Yeah, but she's not up for re-election. I understand. I understand. But but can they give her more latitude to keep this seat in the D column than in than have it switch when she's up for re-election into the R? What's more important to them? I I think they operate in the short term. I really do. And I think if they're concerned about Arizona, they're concerned about Mark Kelly and McSally, not cinema. But I think that, you, I mean, you, you do have these moderate Democrats out there. Joe Manchin, you've got uh, mm-hmm. Doug Jones, and, and Democrats aren't really criticizing these moderates from these swing states uh, because they want to protect their political future. They want to keep their seats as D's. But again, you, okay, so again, here's the all three of these wavering Democrats, again, Manchin, Jones, and Cinema, they won in states that voted for Trump. Right. And Democrats traditionally struggle to win. I mean, right. Kirsten Cinema was the first Democrat elected in three decades. 30-some-odd years. Yeah. No, no doubt. Again, if you understand how inside the Senate it works, it was much easier for, for example, Senator McCain inside the Republican Party to go against the party. Remember the thumbs down vote and stuff like that? Who could forget that? It was much easier for him to break ranks because he had been there so long. He He had the way. He earned his stripes. And he had a certain level of credibility and or uh, power, quite honestly, built up. Kirsten Sinema still doesn't remember where the bathroom, ladies' bathroom is. She's new. And if she doesn't, quote, play the game, she's never going to get to that level of power. How do you know that she's not? I mean, she she knows how to play the game. I don't this think is... that the Democrats would want any, any of the Democratic senators to vote against impeachment 
and so that Trump could claim he was he was vindicated by a bipartisan group. I don't believe they want that at any cost. Yeah, I don't know about that. I, I don't know if they're willing to to sacrifice a bipartisan vote. Um, in an effort to, to lose those seats. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We will see. We might have that answer as to how she votes, could be, Bruce. Could be today. Tonight. Yeah, tonight. Yeah. All right. Keep an eye on that as the uh, Senate just gavels back in in the debate over witnesses right now. Law enforcement. That's right. Law enforcement put 27 predators behind bars yesterday. How are they getting to children? We'll talk about that coming up next on Arizona's News Station. Get some perspective. Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes. KTAR News on 92.3 FM. You know, we just had a uh, a pretty big uh, sting operation. Operation Silent Predator right here in the Valley, which picked up 27 people on a variety of sex crimes involving minors. Yeah, it's one of these wildly disturbing stories that just can rock any parent to their core. Uh, Chief Williams, Chief Jerry Williams of the Phoenix Police Department had this to say. These suspects are targeting our youth through the virtual world we now live in, and these people sneak into our homes and and into our kids' minds and through social media. And and I think that that is a, a critical point that needs to constantly be reinforced. Yes, 27 people arrested, accused of arranging sex with children, arrested in this Operation Silent Predator. These people have access to your children through every device that they own, whether it be an iPad, a cell phone, a computer, it could be through uh, a gaming video, system. Video games. And, yeah. and I think that what's frustrating about this is, you know, I'm a parent. I have a 10-year-old mm-hmm. daughter. And I think parents, when they think of a predator, they think of somebody like tossing their kid in the trunk and driving off. They, a, they, a, a van they offering don't candy see at the these, park. These, these abuses that are happening online. and You've what, invited them into your home. Well, I, no. Unintentionally. I, I, a, a kid has, and and they don't know. There was a fascinating article, and you know what? I'm going to have Super Producer Stevie Z tweet it out, and, and I'll throw it back up on, on mine as well. It was in Medium, uh, medium.com, the website, a few months ago. And it was it's a woman who's 37 years old, but she works with law enforcement, and they make her look like she's 11. 12. And she sets up these accounts and, and kind of does what Operation Silent Predator does. She, she's, she's trying to bait these people into... The very first mm. night in this latest account where she set up as Bailey, this 11-year-old girl, after a minute, two messages came in after publishing one photo. They sat there as the numbers pinged on the screen. Two, three, seven... 15 messages from adult men mm-hmm. to an 11-year-old girl over the course of two hours. Wow. 
This is the reality for our children that we need to be aware of. A predator does not have to be in the same room as your child. Be in the same state. Doesn't have to be in the same country. They can access your child through these devices. And frankly, it is scary. And with the numbers that we saw from Phoenix police yesterday, I hope it at least serves as a wake up call. Yeah. But, you know, that that connection, Pamela, to your device is something that parents uh, um, adults are concerned with and schools are are dealing with on a daily basis as well, because that device, that connection to the rest of the world is so important. We're finding that schools, schools who take the phone away or remove the phone from the kids as part of a normal school day are having to deal with the separation anxiety of the students who don't have contact with their phone. Why would we expect it to be any different? I mean, how many adults out there have left their phone at home or at the office or in their car as they come in and they get that that twinge in their stomach? It's of physical. Like, oh, man. No, no, you physically feel it, right? And, and, and I feel it when I think I've lost it. Okay. Because I think losing your phone and just leaving it at home are two totally different scenarios. But even when I'm like, oh, I know I left it at home, I get that kind of visceral reaction to it. Now, I can easily put that aside because I'm not tethered to my phone and I know that irritates you sometimes. But if you're 14 or 15 years old and you're in high school and you're in math class and you have that physical reaction, now, I'm, this is, it is a physical reaction to not having your phone, how are you going to do in math class? Well, I mean, in all reality, what they're seeing is when the phones are being taken away, the grades actually go up. Now, does that mean you're not having that separation anxiety? No, there's probably a learning curve that needs to take place here. But I think that learning curve needs to start at home. It doesn't start at school. I thought one of the interesting things one of the schools was doing, um, it's like an Uber. Uh, Have you gotten in in the good Uber where the uh, the guy or the girl offers you a charging cord for your phone? And sometimes they have like five of them because you have to have one for every phone device out there, right? They have charging stations in some of these schools. So the kids can come into class. They can plug their phone in. You know, you see it over there in the corner, right? So you can see your phone. It's charging. I just can't touch it. Is And that is kind of, is that the uh, compromise that some of these these schools are coming up with? So, yeah, so we need to put charging stations in every yes, room? I don't know. That's ridiculous stations. to me. I, I just, I find that ridiculous. I, I get the separation anxiety. I'm not poo-pooing it. I, I'm simply saying that, you know, these devices, in your hands as an adult, I mean, what kind of behavior are you modeling for your kids? Because if they're at home with you yeah. and you're constantly on your phone or... Or you don't have boundaries within your home as to when they can or cannot use it. Uh-huh. Why do you expect them to have boundaries at school as to when they can and cannot use them? The school's just doing the best that they can. I think parents need to do a better job. And that's what Dr. Lisa Stroman says as well. The recent study uh, that I looked at had 49% of students have some sort of mental health condition that we're dealing with on a, in a school setting. And the parents literally are dropping them off, say, at 8 a.m picking them up at three and they expect the school to manage them through that time when in fact all the time that they're at home is what's it's setting them up for that if they're tired because they're using their devices all night or if they're not getting things done or they're getting bullied online those kids are coming into school traumatized exhausted nervous Hmm. i also think and i've seen this and i understand it that a 
let's just say phone, a device, can also be used to calm the savage beast, Pamela. And by savage beast, I mean a two-year-old having a meltdown. Yeah, and I think that there was most definitely a time and place for that. I'm not like anti, don't ever give the kid when they're fussing a phone, but if you're giving it to them every single time, you're not allowing them to be uncomfortable, you know, being comfortable, being uncomfortable. And then when they are an adult, why wouldn't they reflexively go to this thing that they've been given all their lives. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's how they're coping. Um, and I think it's yep. how a lot of adults cope as well. Cirque du Soleil Ovo arrives in Phoenix for the first time at Talking Stick Resort Arena. Six performances, February 20th through the 23rd. Now, Ovo means egg, and this is a look at the insect ecosystem at a high-level acrobatic show. Whole family is going to like. Tickets on sale now. You can also win a pair by heading on over to the rewards page at KTAR.com. Still might be one of the reasons why you think we're going to heck oh, in a handbasket. Don't like worry, Pamela says she can restore your faith in humanity. With a little mat talk. Okay, coming up next on Arizona's News Station. Get some perspective. Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes. KTAR News on 92.3 FM. You know, you, you could say there there are some, uh, there have been some developments, Pamela, in the coronavirus and at least how the rest of the world is starting to react to it. And it is information that I still think gives some people a moment of pause. Okay. Sounds concerning to them. Sure. When they hear that uh, the World Health Organization. Who? has labeled the coronavirus a global health emergency. Now, I want to admit that I don't know on what scale that is. Okay. Compared to what? Um, I thought it was interesting that yesterday there were, what do I want to call it? Um, the airline pilots for American Airlines <clears throat> filed, went to court to try to prevent their airline from sending them to China. Yeah, they sued their employer because they don't want to go to China for fear of the coronavirus. Wow. But they don't have to do that anymore because American Airlines has now said that they are effective immediately suspending all flights to China until April. So they got around that. Yeah, you've got other airlines like Delta, who is going to suspend flights starting February 6th, and United has suspended most flights, but not all of them. Right. But this earlier this morning, uh, I spoke with Dr. Terry Simpson, our medical explanationist here on the phone, because he's not an alarmist. And we had him on the show earlier this week, and he no. was talking about not even wanting to fly through international airports. Literally, he was going to dr- drive from California, right? Right. And I, I that 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 shocked me on Monday, mm-hmm, and, and mm-hmm. especially as the story has developed, and I've gotten a bit of a different perspective on it, I wanted to get his because I'm like, okay, so Doc, we're, we're still at about like 10,000 cases, confirmed cases, and about 130 deaths. I said the flu kills, you know, 35,000 people on average on the, in the United States every single year and like 650,000 people around the globe. I mean, put this into perspective for me. And, and the analogy that he used was okay. that of a snowstorm. I'm from Pittsburgh, so I know what he's referring to there. And he says, <laughs> you know, enough. when a meteorologist says we're going to get a snowstorm um, or, or they're forecasting snow, you don't know if you're going to get a dusting or you don't know if you're going to get six feet. 
Got it. And he's like, we very well may get six feet, but it could also be a dusting. So they're preparing for six feet. Six feet. Um, but they're hoping for just a dusting hmm. because this could turn into be what he calls, you know, one of those 100 year viruses that That's a uh, concern. takes out a, you know, a, a large amount of people. The other thing I found interesting oh. that he, he said, yes, China is confirming about 10,000 cases. Well, not just in China, that's around the globe. Globally, but, but most majority of, those cases, of them yeah. are in China. And um, he's like, one, I don't know if I necessarily trust the Chinese government to, to give us all those, those numbers. But also, it's a matter of who goes to the hospital, those that are the sickest. This is not a death sentence. Not everybody gets gravely ill if they contract the coronavirus. Therefore, the number of infections is probably a lot higher because people haven't, you know, gone and been counted, but the death toll is still 130. So this isn't as deadly as you I, may think it is right now. I think it is weird how some businesses are dealing with this. There mm-hmm. are some airlines that still fly around there that are saying, well, we just won't offer hot towels, pillows, blankets, or magazines on our flights. I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about the person coughing next to me. Yeah, we don't yeah. have a, we don't have a thing for that. Okay. Might be one of the reasons why you think we're going to hang in a handbasket. Pamela says she can restore your faith in humanity. Mickey today. Why? Well, because last week when I was sick, I sat and I binge watched the Netflix docuseries Cheer. Yes. As a former cheerleader myself, I was totally enamored with the series. Awesome. You haven't seen it yet. Go check it out. But in in this, you, you've got a, a JCO school that constantly competes at the highest level of cheerleading. Yes, there is competitive cheerleading. And yes, I did partake in all of that. That's a thing. And there, there are 40 people that make the squad, but only 20 people make Matt, meaning only 20 people compete. There is one of these cheerleaders, his name is Jerry, who doesn't make Matt, meaning he's on the periphery of the mat and he's cheering on. Yeah, but he's (laughs) cheering on his fellow cheerleaders and they call that Matt talk. Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, come on, you've got it. You can do this. Shake it, girl. Like he's cheering on the cheerleaders and let me tell you, Jerry is epic. There is a, a new video out of Jerry Matt talking, because that's what they call it, Matt talking people coming to work. And all I can say is I want Jerry outside of KTAR. Take a listen. I love your shoes. I love your hair. Your jewelry looks amazing. You are beautiful. You are fantastic. Yes. You are a star, baby. Yes. Good morning, guys. Welcome to work. Yes. Hey. I love Jerry. Welcome to work. Jerry outside of our door during segments, and whenever the segments are over, he can come in and be like, yeah, you guys killed that. Great use of sound, guys. (laughs) Provocative opinion. Way to go. I think we need Jerry here at KTIR. Restoring your faith in A little bit of Matt talk for you on this Friday. Don't know about that. Awesome. Uh, Pamela and I look through the double pane bulletproof glass. We uh, we realize it takes a village. Oh, thank you, DJ Tommy Two Tone, Super Producer Stevie Z, and Bob McClay.